Actually, music in general is a very good way to take over an environment in an invisible way. So if you're in an office that is stressful or if, you know, you're not enjoying, you know, where you're living, if you put some really good tunes on, then that's a way of sort of taking control of your environment in quite a positive way. Good evening. You are very welcome to another edition of My Week in Tunes. My name is Daniel Hanlon and once a month um, I am on the air here on Dundalk FM talking to someone about their week in tunes. We basically take it day by day for the days of the week and we talk about the place that music has in their lives, how they interact with music in their day-to-day lives and how it helps them along their way. Uh, I'm going through, I had the last episode of this I had Neil O'Connor from Galway and I'm battering through the uh the Galway Rogues Gallery as I call them the last time so this is another Galway guest uh she is a member of a wedding band she also does solo wedding singing gigs uh in the church so a double threat there and not only that but she's a painter she paints stuff as well and <laughs> on the other end of the line I have Jenny O'Brien Jenny how are you doing Hey, Danny, how are you? Did I miss anything out of that list? Um, not really. Uh, I do play with another wedding band now as well, in the interest of accuracy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have I... told you that. We're called The 65. It's basically me and a lovely bunch of shiny new young, young lads who are um, great musicians. And uh, yeah, we're, we're having a good old time so far. But listen, look, they might be the young guns, but they're, they're, they're learning at the feet of the master here, to be fair. <laughs> Thanks. From the old one in the corner. <laughs> no, the, the age has nothing to do with it. You're, they're learning at the feet of the master and they should be happy for the opportunity. If you're listening 65s, listen to what she's saying. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> in the in the interest of full disclosure, Jenny, we used to uh, play quite a lot of music in the pubs of Galway together uh, back in the day. We did. Um, yeah. And in many different guises. That's, a, that was, that's what I tell people about um, playing music in Galway. You kind of... You might be in a band, but you're kind of half in lots of different bands and covering that, yes. you know, at five minutes notice with, you know, you're just given a set list and a handshake, essentially, sometimes before a gig. <laughs> you see, Galway really, even though it's a city, it's a small town in terms of its heart of musicians, I guess. Like there's different factions of musicians around Galway, but basically the ones that do a lot of the gigs would be different permutations of the same band three or four different times or yeah. different combinations of, you know, of uh, band members in, in slightly different guises, I suppose, if it's your job um, and you want to make a living playing music, you're going to take your gigs, you know. Plus, it's good to play with different people anyway. Like, and I suppose there is a pool of songs that everybody picks from, but... Like I was just thinking about this the other day because I'm I'm out of that scene now for a while and the set list have probably yeah. all changed. What I thought were the the standards or whatever probably aren't anymore. Like you know, so I, like every what maybe ten years, I, I feel like there's a sort of a turnover of classics. Like stuff that came out when I was a teenager is now are, are now spoken of as classics. You know. Yeah, I suppose I've noticed that as well. I mean, in the last couple of years, because I would have been playing just with the wedding band for a long time, I wouldn't have been really doing an awful lot of pub gigs. And then when I joined these guys, the 65, they're playing stuff that if we had if we had tried playing it 10 years ago in Galway, I don't think it would have gone down. So it's great music, 
but it just things go in waves. One of the the tunes that we do at the moment is um, "Alone" by Heart. You know, or we Nancy do some Wilson? meat love stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We and 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 we rock through those songs. And you know, the the kids of today, the 19, 20, 21 year old students, they love that stuff now because yeah, it's retro for them. The made the eighties have made an inexplicable comeback. I really don't understand. Yes, it, they, it really has. I think. Um, it's kind of cool now, whereas 10 years ago, we weren't far enough away from them for it to be cool. I think it whereas was now, The Sopranos. Like, yeah. When The Sopranos had Journey on the last episode, I think that's what happened. And then people yes. started listening to that. And I'm like, no, I, I didn't like it the first time around. It's unlikely I'm going to like it now. But, you know, I think, though, a lot of that music, especially that kind of stuff that's kind of come back around again and is now, you know, they kind of hip hipster stuff to be playing. I think that's what what has happened with it as well is that people who are hearing it for the first time are going, oh my God, that's actually real music. Because yeah. there's kind of a bit of a, <laughs> there's a, well, of course, in my opinion, there's a bit of a, a, a lack of, you know, accessible mainstream music the way there used to be, you know, like in the, in the 80s and back in the 70s. I mean, mainstream radio was really good. It was really good quality music. Yeah. You know? Yeah, whereas, I suppose whereas that's now, true. Yeah, yeah, whereas now there's a lot of, very similar stuff that doesn't have the um, content, I suppose, well, that I would like to hear on mainstream radio anymore. When you have kids who are discovering Journey or Meatloaf maybe for the first time, maybe they're kind of thirsty for it, you know? It is a certain acquired taste, I guess. Well, any music is, you know. You know, you've got to approach these things with having a sense of um, fun. I mean, if you're going to be terribly puritanical about it, You'd never ever make a living in a cover band. Uh, I'm sure we've had discussions like this in the past. I think that's what yeah. happened, me. I think it's possible. <laughs> and and honestly, now I would gladly play that stuff. But I, and I'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I never thought I'd hear you say that. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> two years in a call center will do that to you. You know. When I think about it, I, I'm always like, why was I so like? Why was I so against it? Why couldn't I just play that stuff? I'd still be doing it now. You know. I thought a matter of perspective, though, isn't it? I mean, I know when we when we were doing gigs together. And we were also working a day job together. I know that, you know, if, if you're plopped into a certain scenario, something else will always seem more appealing. Unless you find yourself in the position where you're lucky enough to actually go, Jesus, I'm actually making a living doing the thing that I really like to do, which you're very fortunate to be doing at that point. You go, oh, yeah, this is great. But even still, I mean, even still when I'm gigging sometimes and I love playing music for a living. <laughs> I find myself, you know, after like a long weekend of traveling or, you know, race week that's just gone on in Galway. Oh, man. I think, yeah. oh, oh, I, I'd love to be a horticulturalist and I'd love to just go outside in the air and never hear anything except birdsong ever again. You know, oh. but that only ever lasts a day they, or two. They, they only know the one tune, Jenny. I know. Well, that's not true, Danny. Uh, well, it's in the untrained ear, it is, and my <laughs> ear is untrained. You could say the same about Bob Dylan. <laughs> We, we we won't, but you could. That's a, that's an argument for another time. You spoke about something being an acquired taste a few minutes ago, Jenny, and yeah. we're going to jump into yeah. your, your week of tunes here. And as your Monday tune, okay. you've picked um, possibly a song by the ultimate acquired taste. And I want you to educate yes. me about this person because this I, 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 I miss this boat 100%. And I, I don't quite know why, because I respect her an awful lot. Do you want to talk a little bit about Kate Bush? Kate Bush came along at precisely the time that she should have come along in, in the course of popular music, because I think 
if she had arrived 10 years earlier, it mightn't have worked. And if she arrived 10 years later or maybe 15 years later, it just wouldn't have been taken seriously at all. But, you know, but she actually did manage to um, to be in the right place at the right time and produce her own music, her own way. So she's, yeah, singer, female singer, songwriter. She started off really young, phenomenally young. Oh, she's a teenager, wasn't um, she? I think, yeah, I think she was about 16 when she wrote Wuthering Heights, as far as I know. And then she just went on to produce album after album after album. But she was also in the position where I think it was Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd and he was interested in her music and he just thought she was great he's like oh here's a young woman coming along now and she's jesus she needs she needs a chance you know so um i suppose she was lucky in that sense but she had such an individual vision of the way she wanted her music to be i don't think kate bush ever compromised she doesn't tour very much or never really did because she just didn't really she want didn't. it when she toured what three four years ago i know there was a mad clamoring for tickets and it was you know and i kind of had the feeling I was actually a little bit afraid to go to those shows. I didn't go because I couldn't get a ticket, as it turned out. But in the meantime, of course, I was given a beautiful um, LP version recording of those shows. And oh, wow. they were incredible. And I think maybe if ever in my lifetime there was a, a gig that I didn't go to, that now I kind of think, yeah, they should have gone, was, was that one. Yeah. A similar experience with Leonard Cohen. I had an opportunity to go and see Leonard Cohen. And I was oh. kind of, how good could that be? Like, he's pretty old. Like, and, you know, yeah. shame on me. I should have went, but I, I, I did not. Oh, Dan, you should have gone. Because I, I actually did go to see Leonard Cohen and he was incredible as well. I don't know, is it an Irish thing? Is it the fear that you think, oh, shall I go to see them and sure, look, they're getting on a bit now and maybe the voice won't be holding up? That can be the case with some artists, but with the really, 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 really good ones, I think they they just kind of continue on doing well or else they just don't tour. But um, no, Kate Bush, I've, I've, I've liked her music for a long time. I suppose being a girl that plays the piano, you know, um, her stuff was kind of interesting and accessible and definitely a bit of an education <laughs> um some lovely tunes there that you can kind of try and squeeze into a normal um you know a gig set that people might not know but you enjoy playing them she she's always the kind of uh, you know that little treat for myself
Tuesday, Jennifer. I am yes. I'm, I'm intrigued because <laughs> you've picked a very popular song, but not the most well-known version of it. Three, I, I picked it purely because it's Aretha's version, actually. Um, I guess my, my, I don't really have reservations about poor old Dusty Springfield's version other than um, I suppose as a gigging musician, it's a song that I've been asked to play over and over oh, and over. Yeah, and over. I, I can imagine. And, it's Son of a Preacher and Man. It's, and it's, um, yeah. I can imagine as a, as a female singer in a, in a wedding band and a pub band, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you've been, yeah, I'm sure you've done it to death. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I shouldn't complain about that because <laughs> I suppose that's a bit like, you know, uh, I remember seeing Elton John being interviewed and saying that for years he, he didn't want to play your song because he just got so sick of playing it. And really, not that I can take any credit whatsoever for Son of a Preacher Man, but I shouldn't complain about being paid to play music for people. So, you know, it's not, it's not really a justifiable complaint to say, oh, I don't like that song anymore. Yeah. People love it. They love hearing it. But the version of it that I heard, it kind of seemed almost like a new song again to me. And I didn't realize that Aretha Franklin had ever recorded a version of it until I heard it. And I was, I think I was on my way back from, I was in the van anyway. I was on my way back from a wedding or something and I heard it on the radio and I thought, what is this? You know, it's this way is groovier. amazing. It, oh, it's way groovier. You know, the, the piano, of course, the piano comes in and I was like, oh, hello. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is, this is very groovy and it's very funky and it's slower and it just seems to have more heart or something. You know, you believe Aretha Franklin when she's singing about anything. It doesn't really matter. I think Dusty's version of it is kind of the original version of of the song, which, you know, yeah. the, the original version as, as how they maybe how they kind of imagined it should be performed, obviously. Um, and then. But it's it's very nice. And like you say, she does. She sings it. It's very clean. Um, I think when you listen to Aretha's version of it, it's like, okay. <laughs> this this has a whole other flavor to it now that Aretha's singing about, you know. Yeah, and it's is, a little bit dirty. Is, yeah, there's that. And is, is Aretha playing piano on it? Because she's a great piano player. I'm just, I'm not sure if she she's actually plays on fabulous. this version. Um, I don't know if it's her or not. I It could well be. Because she's a fabulous piano player. I know I was watching some YouTube clips of her playing recently and I thought, wow, you know, because she's so well known as just a singer, not yeah. just a singer, but well, yeah, as a course, singer, yeah. you know, I, even as a piano player myself, I had kind of overlooked how good she was on the piano. Like there's such feeling her playing. So I would imagine it possibly is her. This is, so this will definitely get you out of a Tuesday funk. This is Jenny O'Brien's yeah. song for Tuesday. And this is Son of a Preacher Man sung by Aretha Franklin.
a full-time musician, what 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 way do you listen to music at home? Is it do you mainly listen to learn stuff, or do you still get actual joy out of listening to music, which lots of musicians actually lose <laughs> the further they go on in terms of their career? <laughs> I it's a bit of both actually, but I think the one thing when 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 you asked me about these songs that was something that I thought oh yeah you know this is these are this is why I've chosen these songs because these are songs that when I heard them I thought that's that's what I'm trying to get back to particularly when you're gigging a lot you know you you know you never tire of playing music or even if you do it's only extremely temporarily and just because you're you know your ears are worn out or whatever but you um come back and I love like with this next song that you hear something new if you're traveling even from a gig or something and you think what is this you know same with the Aretha Franklin one <gasps> you know it reopens your ears again you just think that's why that's that's what I want to get back is that feeling I had when I was 12 or 13 or 14 and hearing Queen songs and hearing Elton John playing you know and well, if you're into that, Queen oh, and Elton John you've had a hell of a couple of years with those two films coming out yeah, actually, that's that's true. I've seen the Queen one. I haven't seen the Elton John one yet. Being such a big Queen fan originally, uh, even though there isn't a Queen song on my list, really. <laughs> um, I just kind of thought, oh, you know, I, how how can anyone tackle this? Some things, I think, some things should really be left alone. You know, it depends on what way you look at it. I mean, if you, if you approach it in the sense of, well, you know, they completely... Um, uh, re re what's the word choreographed um exactly the way that the live aid performance went um and that in itself is quite a feat of reproduction <laughs> <I'd say. laughs> um you know? wow astonishing um, feats well, of reproduction yes yes they so they they reproduced um you know the the feeling of of that and the the like literally exactly who went where and when and exactly what he did and how he moved his arm so in the film do they um, do the whole like deo and all that deo and then the crowd go deo deo yeah yeah the whole thing (laughs) the whole thing they should have hired you danny (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's a sterling freddie mercury impression one band i can't imagine going d-o-b-d-o-b-d-o-b-d-o is uh the war on drugs who is your 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 pick for wednesday you've got the strangest thing by the war on drugs on this list jenny again i heard that when i was traveling and it was like getting smacked in the forehead with a big fish you know it was like whoa are you sure that wasn't what it was (laughs) no i'm pretty sure i didn't have the windows down so all right well there you go (laughs) it was a sonic a sonic pike in the face is what it was (laughs) and i just (laughs) they should have put that sticker on the album sonic pike in the face jenny o'brien yeah it was so refreshing (laughs) just to kind of hear something that i thought oh wow you know who's this and what what's this and you know i'm so out of touch with you know the youth of today now and what they're listening to i thought this is great but at first listen i thought is that could that be Paul Simon? He sounds a little bit like Paul Simon. Well, and then this, I thought, well, no, I don't know. This is my is. thing with this band. Even though I like them, I, I kind of feel like I'm being played a little bit. The guy does his, his like, nah, 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 he does his Bob Dylan thing. And you've got these big spacey yes. keyboards like you would in yeah. some sort of 70s band. And I'm like, okay, I like this, but I'm not, I'm, I, I'd like to know whether or not it's been cynically engineered for me to like it that's possible but if they do it they do it with enough aplomb style enough aplomb enough style that they get away with it because i think there are enough elements in it do you know what i was thinking about this this morning i was thinking 
this is actually like the musical equivalent of, funnily enough, with the nearly the same title of uh, Stranger Things, I think. Because, and actually, when I realized what the song was called, I thought, surely there's a link between the two of them. Oh, I never Stranger Things has come out. Yeah, Stranger Things has come out. And, you know, again, like we were talking about, you know, the, the, you know, the set list you might have for a pub gig now and what's in and what isn't, you know, um, Stranger Things appeals to people because for those of us who are a certain age, it does remind us of our actual childhood and of, you know, watching, I don't know. Stephen, uh, anything Stephen King ever did. Yeah, and all that stuff. Whereas people who are younger, they just like it because it seems to be cool. Yeah. But the thing about the song, Strangest Things, I thought, well, that's kind of the musical equivalent, isn't it? Because I'm listening to it. You feel comfortable listening to it because you think, well, it's good. It's got that lovely big kind of production that a lot of like better 80s music would have had, like depending on your point of view. You know, like the sound of big, simple minds kind of yeah, absolutely. Production thing. Um, or even the Waterboys a, a little cracking... bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Lovely kind of synthy stuff going on. It's really nicely produced. There's lovely separation in it. And the tune itself is really catchy. The last two albums in particular have been brilliant. At the moment, anyway, I'm still kind of like I have that song on various playlists that I listen to when I'm like not working. So it would be it would be one of the tunes that I go back to, like you say, that the says you know says to me oh there's something this brings you joy this music um (laughs) it says more about me than i'm skeptical of such things that like oh this is making me happy there's obviously something rotten at its core oh you're very suspicious danny (laughs) you gotta you you gotta lighten up a bit (laughs) and just let it make you happy if it makes you happy sometimes you're better not questioning these things let's see does it make anybody else happy so this is jenny's okay. wednesday song <laughs> and this is strangest thing by the war on drugs Somewhere Between the 
So we're going into Thursday, and you've picked this. You, you've just picked one of my favorite songs of all time. I'll just uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay, lay oh. my cards on the table right here and now. Uh, oh, okay. So this is why we're friends, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we have got uh, "Let Down" by Radiohead off OK Computer. So what are you after from a tune on a Thursday that only "Let Down" by Radiohead can bring you? Oh God! Well, you're at Thursday, aren't you? So you're going to be uh, getting over the middle of the week. You're hurtling towards the weekend, which in my case actually means hurtling towards busyness. You know, the start of my the start of my working week. Really, I would I would find not well at the moment with the way that gigs kind of pan out during the week. Now Tuesday is kind of my Saturday, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So by the time I get to Wednesday, then technically is sort of my Monday. <laughs> so by the time I get to no Thursday, Thursday. Radiohead is required. Well, this song. God, this, this, this song. musicians don't know whether they're coming or going. I read somewhere about this song that you know the little guitar riff at the start. Yeah. It's in a different time signature than the rest of the song, which makes it very difficult it to play live, apparently. Yes, and it makes it bloody impossible to play on the piano if you're trying to do an acoustic piano version of this song, which I think I only ever even considered once. Um, I think I've I've learned a lesson along the way that sometimes if there's songs that you really like. You're better off leaving them alone oh, and yeah. never trying, never trying to gig them because in the pulling apart of them, you dissolve the magic or something. It's true. And it's, you can never, you can never listen to it the same way again. Um, and I should know by now to do that with any songs I like at all. Really, at the same time, if your job is the guitar player in Radiohead and you came up with that riff in the first place, you'd she, think yeah, you the could manage it. it. Yeah, if if the rest of us can can you know, drag ourselves into wherever we have to go to at eight o'clock on a Monday morning. You can figure out this time signature business, Johnny Greenwood. The mad thing about Radiohead though now is that I feel like they've been around that long that they've kind of got different mm. generations of fans because my sister-in-law yep. maintains that the best thing they ever did was in Rainbows. So she's kind of got no time oh. for the Benz or OK Computer or even Kid A. She's totally like, really? she got on board on in Rainbows. And she's like, oh, oh. that's they haven't been as good as since then or whatever. And you're like, wow. So that's like most people would say, oh, you know, Kid A, they just went off the boil or whatever, like after Kid A. But yeah. some they, their younger fans then jump on at a different point and they're like, In Rainbows is to them what the bands was to me. Like, you know, it's it's kind of cool yeah. that they've they've had that long a career span that they can do that, you know. Um, it's funny because I obviously my view on that would be the opposite to hers which is well the earlier stuff was better but it's only because i know it better really yeah you know well, i think what do you call it um the the last album they had out was really good it was and it was a different animal again altogether to their other stuff it was almost kind of some of it was almost kind of folky but like you know right. if john martin had joined radiohead for a session kind of thing like you know it, it mm, almost had that kind right. of sound to it i think it's just you you become comfortable with stuff and i think you probably get to I don't know what the age is, a certain age, whatever that age is, where you think, right, okay, what I listen to, you know, I'm at home and I'm relaxing. I'm going to listen to something that I like and that I know, yeah. you know, and I, maybe um, now I you see I'm probably quite old fashioned like that as well. <laughs> For the same reason that I was reluctant to go see Kate Bush in concert, just in case she wasn't as good as she should have been, um, that I would be more inclined to like, I'll stick on Dark Side of the Moon, you know, rather than look up something new on Spotify. 
just yeah. because I mean, well, and it couldn't be easier now for people to find new music. Actually, I find Spotify no. pretty unsatisfying, to be honest. I, I yeah. find that even if I find something that I like and even if it ends up on a playlist or whatever, it doesn't really stick in my head, really. Like and then yeah. if I, you know, in a year's time, the playlists have all shifted around and I can't even remember what was on them and stuff that I was really into for two months in 2017 i don't even know what it is now like you know so yeah that kind of thing annoys me whereas when it's on your shelf it's it's always you can always see it like it's not going anywhere i i feel like yeah a lot of stuff slips through the net on spotify to be honest i don't like i use it like everybody else does because it's convenient but i don't like it that much yeah i i have to i tend to agree with you um I suppose it, it, the potential is there for finding new music on it. But like you say, I suppose it's to do with effort, isn't it really? Maybe. Yeah. Because it, I remember, you know, if you think of if you think of the five albums that you really would want to be on, uh, you know, an island with, should you never be able to leave? They're going to be albums that you made a huge effort to get hold of. Yeah. That you valued, you know, that you can probably remember the first time you listened to them or that you heard them because you had to make an effort. Whereas with Spotify, because it's just there, it's like being in a massive supermarket with like a 500 euro voucher and just go, take what you want, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and not usually it's left valuable. to my devices in a supermarket like that. I'll just be like, just let's grab a few things and get out of here because this is driving me nuts. Yeah, like, you know? me too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go for this. This is Thursday. This is what Thursday evening is like in Jenny O'Brien's head. This is Let Down by Radiohead. <laughs> As your Friday song, um, you've gone with a sort of a, a, a jazz classic, 
Is that is that what we would say? Um, yes, Ella Fitzgerald, and uh, it's just a cracking tune. I just thought, yeah, particularly on a Friday, you know, you want to be kind of looking forward to the weekend, even though the likes of me would be working. And I want to remind remind myself why it is that I like to play music for a living, you know. And you listen to this and you go, yeah, doesn't matter what you're heading to do, you know, it's a great tune. It is. It's a great tune. It actually it. If memory serves, it commits one of my usual cardinal sins, but I let it slide because it's such a good song. I think at one point she starts going, Scooby-Dee-Ba-Dap-Ba-Doop-Ba-Doop, and she yes. starts doing all that. And usually <laughs> I'm like, no, no, there's lyrics for that, Ella. Come on. When she does that, you know, in any tune, but I like what she does in it because it's a little bit of it. It's not too much. No, it's a, it's a peppering. It's not, it is a peppering. It's not over, overdone or anything. But when she does it, she does that like she is playing some kind of mystical wind instrument. I mean, it's almost not like a human voice. Yeah. You know, it's so controlled and it's really musical, um, which I really like. Well, the whole, the whole tune is packed full of every possible musical delight you can think of. You That's know, true. There's all the rhythm changes. It's funky. It's you know, jazzy. And there's her voice, which is phenomenal. You know, I never, I don't think I ever listen to Ella Fitzgerald and ever get, not even bored with her voice, but it never stops kind of surprising me how like light it is and how good it is. Yeah, I can imagine that. Sort of like, yeah, like there's some voices you think, oh yeah, you know, I know they're great. I know I like to listen to this person singing. They have a nice voice or they have an interesting voice, but eventually you just go, yeah, that's them. You know, whereas I think with some singers, Ella Fitzgerald is one of them for me that I just hear and I think, oh, you know. Yeah. There's always that sparkliness. It's like that. It's almost like it's kind of (laughs) the first time every time you listen to her. She's just, yeah. (laughs) She's just, yeah. Just there's the quality to her voice. that's pretty unstoppable, I think. Um, You know, it was just you played your instrument. By God, you'd never find autotune on any Ella Fitzgerald tracks, I can no. tell you. They just didn't, they didn't need it. You know, they just knew what they were doing and people just played. They got the feel of the song and they went for it and there was none of that, you know, mucking around. None of that hooey. Say. You know, none of that old hooey where they had to go and change things and fix things and mime and all that stuff. It was just, it was the real deal. And even up until she was... Like, I think she was nearly 80 when she died, Ella Fitzgerald, but she was gigging right up until she was 70s, early 70s anyway. I know a lot of singers, their voices change and they get kind of deeper, they get huskier or less strong or whatever. Let's jump but into it this. Happen to Ella. No, no, yeah. well, as we're about to hear, let's jump into to Jenny's Friday tune. This is A Night in Tunisia and this is Ella Fitzgerald. The mood is the same, moon above you. A glow with its cool evening light. But shining at night in Tunisia Never does it shine so bright The stars are aglow in the heavens But only the wise understand That shining at night in Tunisia They guide you through the desert sand Words fail to tell a tale Too exotic to be told Each night's a deeper night in a world ages old The cares of the day seem to vanish The ending of day brings release 
each wonderful night in Tunisia, where the nights are filled with peace. Okay, so that was Ella Fitzgerald with A Night in Tunisia, and that is my guest Jenny O'Brien's uh, pick for her Friday song here on My Weekend Tunes. So, Megacone, Dance of the Sand yeah. Wizard. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, these lads are uh, relatively, well, relatively, they, they are a young band, there's no relatively about it, who um, I have had the pleasure of seeing perform now, I think twice, if not three times. They seem to have combined an awful lot of elements in their music, again, with sort of a freshness to it, that I just really enjoy. Like, I can hear shades of different bands that I would love. And again, you know, getting that they put the fun back into, like, some of it is quite um, technical, but it's oh, yeah. crack. When I saw them, you see, I made a conscious decision when I went to see them, when I knew they were going to come and play at the Galway Guitar Night, that I wouldn't look them up beforehand because I like to be surprised. Yeah. And I thought, when I saw them play, I thought, Jesus Christ, these guys are great. You know, they've got lo- lots of energy, um, excellent musicians, obviously all of them. But you know what they struck me as well? Because of the type of music they were playing, because they were coming out with stuff that sounded like, uh, you know, this glorious mix of Jethro Tull and maybe a bit of Focus thrown in there. Oh yeah, and, Hocus uh, Pocus you know, by Focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be a miss in their set list either. If you haven't heard much of their stuff or you're not familiar with them, if you get a chance to see them live, go see them live. They're like, you know, if if I was thinking to myself when I saw them the first, I thought, Jesus, you know, if if there had been a house band on the Game of Thrones, <laughs> They would have been, this, these guys would have been the house band, you know, because it's like, do you remember in that, one of the first Star Wars films, you know, where oh, the cantina. Bar? Yeah. yeah. And, and there's this like band of like aliens and they're all playing. And that's the bit that, well, when I was a kid, that stuck in my mind, of course. I thought, oh, how aliens playing music? This is great. <laughs> um, but it's kind of, they would be, if you had like a, a, a particular bar in the Game of Thrones or a particular castle where people went to for feasts and there was a house band, these guys would be it, you know. Do you know what the depressing thing is? Is that if you were in the house band in Game of Thrones, someone would probably still ask for Journey. (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) So let's take this tune then. This is Megacone and this is an Irish band and this is Dance of the Sand Wizard.
So that was Megacone with Dance of the Sand Wizard, and that was the Saturday tune uh, of my guest this month, Jenny O'Brien, which brings us right down to Sunday, Jenny. Your Sunday tune that you've picked is Paul Brady, Paddy's Green Shamrock Shore. Yes. Tell me if this is wrong or not. I have a memory of us playing a gig in Clifton and Paul Brady standing <laughs> with his arms folded like, uh, yeah. like, like he was Simon <laughs> Carroll or something, like, you know. We played at what was an alternative kind of a wedding. Yeah. We That's were doing right. and it was outside like funk yeah, music. We had a funk sl- we band were at that in point. our funk band of all things um, <laughs> to be playing out in, <laughs> in a wedding in Clifton. And sure enough, there he was, Mr. Paul Brady, down at the bar. He was one of the wedding guests, I think. Yeah, I mean, he was um, just, I'm sure, like, the, the thing that occurred to me when I saw him, I was like, oh, no, they're going to want him to come up and he's going to be grumpy about it and we'll be just caught in the middle of this thing and ground swallowed me up now. And uh, he just sort of stood with his arms <laughs> folded, like, really, like, not, not like, enjoying himself or anything crazy like that, you know, but just, like, yeah. sort of a, a sort of a derrily quizzical look on his face. Yeah, well, I mean, who could blame him? Really, I think we were we were lashing out something like "Baby, please don't go" by Van Morrison. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> where, where, um, where, you know, normally at that time of night, you probably would have had "Rock the Boat" or something. So maybe, <laughs> maybe he was quite glad. Maybe he wouldn't have stayed in the room at all if there was "Rock the Boat" going on. <laughs> Do you know, that never even occurred to me. I'm always looking for in my head. I'm like, well, what, what, what does he want? Like, what's he doing? <laughs> well, I kind of thought. Oh, Jesus, there's Paul Brady. Now, I wouldn't have had any trad music really knocking around our house as a kid. I would have had a lot of, uh, you know, obviously, you know, like I mentioned, Queen and and the Beatles and different music that would have influenced me a lot, that I would have listened to a lot and learned a lot from, but I wouldn't have ever had any trad, really. Um, So I'm really kind of a latecomer to any kind of a trad scene at all. Um, But I became aware of this song because... Oh, God, I think originally I was asked to play it at a wedding, of course, as is everything else. And um, but I only knew an instrumental version of it. Okay. And I think the instrumental version of it, I think, is actually by the chorus. Um, <laughs> and I did. I know. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was a song, of course. But then I was playing that one day on a piano somewhere and a man came up and went, Jesus, that's Paddy's Green Shamrock Shore. And I thought, oh, Okay, so this has different guises then, of course. And I went and I did a bit of homework and I discovered the Paul Brady version of it. And I thought, oh, I just love his voice on it. And it's a lovely tune and it it kind of moves along at a nice pace. And there's lovely playing. And I just think for a Sunday, it's perfect. Sit down, you throw throw this on, you go, ah, yeah, sure. This is, you know, for some reason, there's something very um, comforting. About Absolutely, yeah. Paul, Bra- Paul Brady's voice, I think. And you do feel like, you know, oh, yeah, sure, you're sitting at home on Sunday. You haven't got a whole lot to be panicking about, hopefully. Yeah. You know, and it's just, yeah, you can just go, right, okay, this is where this is where I am. And that song, I think that song has that feeling for me. I don't know if it's, I, I don't think I'm a particularly overly patriotic kind of person but if i'm unless i'm away of course in which oh, case yeah you know, when i when i moved to america i became such a bore about all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's not kind of kitsch irish trad stuff that gets peddled to tourists you know yeah. it's just the real stuff it's a real folk tune and he just delivers it very genuinely i think i just i just love the sound of his voice anyway but there's a lovely and i just like the air of that song I love yeah. playing it on the piano. I, I, that's another one I try and sneak in at every available opportunity, just because it's 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 enjoyable to play. You know, it's it's a it's a pleasurable pleasurable piece of of music to actually 
sit through when you're actually physically playing it you know so we're gonna this is jenny's sunday song this is paddy green's paddy excuse me paddy's green's shamrock shore <laughs> as I, I i misread it actually when you sent me the email as paddy's green shamrock store and i thought it was some kind of naff <laughs> tune about a lad who runs a shop or whatever like but uh, <laughs> but it's not it's a really nice tune uh jenny thanks very much for doing this danny thank you so much for having me on no worries it's been at all. a pleasure to chat to you let it be known go away that i'm coming for all of you to, to be on this eventually yeah <laughs> i'm sure they'll only be lining up Danny. <laughs> exactly yeah no worries so that's the show for this month i'm going to be back next month with uh another guest to take me through their week in tunes but right now we're going to go with jenny o'brien's sunday song and this is paddy's green shamrock shore from Derry Key, they sail away on the 23rd of May. We were boarded by a pleasant crew bound for America. Fresh water there we did take on. So fare thee well, sweet eyes, dear, and likewise to Dairy Town. And twice farewell to me, comrade boys, who dwell on that sainted ground. If fortunate ever should favor me, are I to have money in store? I'll come back and I'll wed the wheel I see I left on Paddy's green shamrock shore. Well, we sailed three days, we were all seasick, not a man on board was free. We were all confined on two hour bunks with no one to pity for me. No father dear nor mother kind to hold up my head when it was sore. Which made me think more of the lassie I left on Paddy's green shamrock shore. Gold sounds.